0: Welcome back to the Dad Chronicle, where we share stories from dads all around the world. I'm your host Alex Albisu. This is episode 123. Today I'm speaking to a very close friend of mine, Jonathan Rosado, also known as JR, or if you're in our community on Discord or watch me on Twitch, you know him as Loud Roar. He and his girlfriend, Jen, also known as Smile in our community, they're having a baby. It's a little bit of a surprise, but it's very exciting. And so I brought him on the show today to celebrate that and a whole lot more. First, we hear how he learned he was going to be a dad.
1: And I was like, oh, honey, there's a line that says we're pregnant. Are you sure? (laughs) What is this? Is this a prank? And and as soon as I saw her reaction, when she came over to look at it and like her, her eyes, like her face turned red, her eyes opened up. I was like, oh, this is this is for real.
0: We talk about how he reunited with his biological father just before he passed away.
1: So on my bucket list, I wanted to meet who who this man was that has been absent from my life
0: jonathan also shares the tremendous impact that his stepfather had on his life and how he's approaching fatherhood himself yeah
1: so he's basically the one who molded me he showed me like even when he knew that he was getting ready to like get really sick he was like i was like i think i was 16 he's like here sit down this is how you write checks and et cetera
0: (laughs) sorry Ugh, I'm getting emotional talking about it. That's okay. Here's my conversation with Jonathan Rosado, Jonathan Rosado, aka Loud Roar, in the better known as Loud Roar in our community. How are you today, sir? I'm
1: doing pretty good. Good man. Also, aka Jr. That's and gonna be important JR. for a topic yes. later.
0: Yes, Jr. He is. Uh, <laughs> he's become a dear friend of mine uh, over the past several years. We work together. We've been gaming together. If you guys watch a lot of my shenanigans live on Twitch, you likely hear this man's voice. Uh, featured in a lot of that stuff, including some of the YouTube content, et cetera. So uh, thank you for being on the show. And you're becoming a dad, which is the big topic that we're talking about. Yes. So congratulations. Big applause. Thank you. Thank you.
1: I appreciate it.
0: So let's take a moment just to introduce you. So if you had to, you know, I just did a little bit of an introduction for you, but any other details I'm missing? Like how else would you introduce yourself to somebody who may not know who you are?
1: I don't know. I mean, I'm a what is it? I'm mid thirties. That's what I like to say for my age. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to be a new dad this summer. Uh, I like, I still, I still think I, I'm kind of a kid at heart. Uh, I like, still like to enjoy the fun things that I guess are the previous generation of the 30 year olds. Like my older cousins seem more of adults than, than what we are like. Or like our group of friends were kind of more like social and we do more activities than some of the 30 year olds that I remember growing up.
0: Heck yeah, man. But kid uh, at heart. Absolutely,
1: still, still a kid, yeah.
0: Absolutely, and you are, yeah. uh, and, and you have a, you're in a relationship with Jen, who is yes. also known as Smile in the community, and you guys have been together for how long now?
1: Uh, in June, it's going to be three years.
0: Dude, time flies. I remember first I meeting Jen, and I think that it was close to the same time that, like, I think you had met her or something. And there was like definitely some chemistry there. Can, can you take us back to when you guys first met? How did you guys meet and how did you guys like know something was special there?
1: Oh my god, dude we we knew something was there from the first day that we met. so so going back to how we met, um it all goes back to Justin purchasing his town home and then his neighbor um they so Allison had uh, Allison is Justin's neighbor. she had a friend that was single at the time. And then justin had me i was single and i you know obviously the neighbors talk and they're like oh i have a single friend i have a single friend too oh let's have a meet right so but i at the, at the time i was going to school i was going to school at night so i was working during the day going to the gym in between and then going to school uh at night so then i think the caps it was the year that the caps won uh their their championship so justin kept inviting me over he's like hey come on over it, well, like you know, but I, I had like finals and I had school, and I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't. So then finally, I, I gave in and I, I I skipped school and uh I went over to like go watch. I, I think it was I think we had like a a drink, like a tequila and paint night. I think we we're gonna paint his basement or something was the the plan. Uh, but I knew that, what the, that the neighbor, Justin, that Allison was then. gonna bring over, uh, Jen. Yeah. So then uh, they they brought they brought her over. We met and we like hit it off instantly. Like we still have some photos here where uh we were all hanging out and Jen and I took a photo and Allison put, um, she, she was asking us, do you guys want to be part of the pen pen one five club or the pen 15 club? And I, and I was like, what is that? <laughs> so she wrote, literally wrote that on our hands. And then, so we have a photo of us just cracking up and we look like we've been together for years. Like it was not the first day that we met. That so is that, that so cool, the, man. So we literally just hit it off from, from the jump.
0: Yeah. Oh, that, that's cool, man. And then, yeah, here we are <laughs> three years later, you guys are expecting a kid. Uh, was this expected yes. or was the, like, had you guys been trying or no?
1: We weren't, we weren't actively trying, but we also weren't, uh, not trying. And weren't like, <laughs> you know, we, yeah. She, you know, she wasn't on birth control cause she was having issues with that. And, um, and I wasn't obviously using my birth control. So, <laughs> I mean, we, I mean, we're not upset about it. Like we, we were just, our conversations were whenever it's meant to happen, it'll happen. You know, um, I guess I, I guess it was meant to happen. Now,
0: yeah, but you guys—that's one of the first things I recognized when I saw you guys hanging out in those very early days. Was like, yeah, the, these two, like, there's something cool there, and, uh, yeah. and and I and I love you guys, and I think that this is so awesome for you guys. When you guys told us the news, uh, we were ecstatic. And, uh, That's awesome. and, and we can't wait to, uh, to meet the little one. So yes. why don't we, why don't we actually talk about like when you found out that you were going to be a dad, what was going through your mind?
1: So my initial thought, I was like, oh, this is a prank. She's, she's pranking me. And the would only reason why, that,
0: I, like, would she, would she like, would she do that? I don't see her doing that. Would she go that far? No, no, no. Well, so
1: here's the thing. <laughs> she was the night before she was doing her christmas shopping and i happened to glance so we sit side by side our pcs are side by side so i happened to like glance over at her she's doing her shopping on amazon and i see she's scrolling through and i see she has like these little fake scratchers like fake winning lottery scratchers and i was like what is that because you know i occasionally like you know buy a scratcher here or there and she's like oh you weren't supposed to see that stop looking at my christmas list blah, blah, blah 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 so i just let it be and then here comes the next day it's thanksgiving morning uh, Olivia, the dog, our dog, uh, she usually comes to my side of the bed, like licks my face to wake up. So then I let her out at like I don't know, it must have been like 6:30, 7.00 a.m. And then I, I so I usually wait by the door outside so she can go in the backyard, and I hear all this ruckus. Like all the cabinets are just like, doom, doom, doom. I'm like, what the heck are the neighbors doing? Because I know that it's not Jen. Jen on the weekends or, or whenever we're off from work, she sleeps in, right? So I was like, that that's not Jen. So I come upstairs after the dog, after feed the dog, give her water come upstairs. Uh, I was expecting to climb back into bed, and then she's already up brushing her teeth. So I'm like, was that you making all that noise? And she looks at me like, oh, yeah, that was me. And then uh, she was like, well, you know, I'm a little late. So I, I decided to take a test. I know I had one somewhere. I couldn't find it. But the test is inconclusive, and she, when she went to the, the trash can and picked it out, and she laid it down while I was brushing my teeth. And then uh, I was like, oh, I'm looking at her to see if she's like starts to crack up to see if this is a joke or not. And then I was like, how is this inconclusive? It literally says, like, it, like we had one that has, like, the plus the plus or minus signs. Right. And the the circle that says definitely pregnant and the one that says not pregnant, when they're both lit up, it basically means that you're pregnant. So the one that said not pregnant was not... It was kind of, like, blurry, so I can see why she was confused about that one. But, but the one that said you're pregnant was completely, like, visible. And I was like, oh, honey... There's a line that says, we're pregnant. Are you sure? (laughs) What is this? Is this a prank? And and as soon as I saw her reaction, when she came over to look at it and like her her eyes, like her face turned red, her eyes opened up. I was like, oh, this is, this is for real. So we had, we had like our moment with like our toothbrushes in our mouth and, you know, we hugged it out and teared up. Oh uh, man. It was, it was kind of funny because it's
0: like you, you broke the news to her almost. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes. That is actually accurate. (laughs) yeah so then we went out to uh, to c v s and then we actually got like like one of the digital ones, the yeah. more expensive ones, because um and that was li- literally just says, "Yes, you're pregnant or not pregnant." and then once that was, that second one was uh confirmed, then we booked her her appointment and she got the blood work and all that stuff Then she officially knew. that stuff but yeah exciting stuff
0: congratulations (laughs) what a fun story man and and uh you guys have found out the gender do you want to do a a gender reveal on on this show how do you feel about that yeah let's do it all right drum roll all right and the baby is baby rosado is a girl oh boy you are screwed (laughs) in the best sort of way congratulations oh, it's so cool man. thanks i appreciate it's so, it so so cool so uh as somebody that has had a girl as their first baby let me let me just tell you as a dad it is going to be the best and worst thing ever because you're gonna just oh, it's boy. just everything's gonna you're gonna melt i mean not to say that dads don't melt when they see their sons i, I got that way with jake but like there's something about daddy daughter relationship yeah so what are yeah. you most looking forward to about being a dad
1: So yeah, so what I'm most excited and looking forward to is just like molding like this little person into like, you know, like just being able to like guide them and teach them and just mold their little minds. It's kind of like surreal. It's kind of exciting and scary at the same time because... Now it means that I have to grow up and actually be like really responsible. <laughs>
0: well, you know, g- grow up with a grain of salt uh, around, still have that childlike <laughs> approach. And I think that that's so important uh, in everything. I think, and, and I'm so guilty of this dude with Aria and Jake. I just, I just end up feeling like, uh, just, I don't feel like being silly right now, but no, embrace the silly and the child within. Yes. I think that's so important. Um, Now, how are you guys, what what stage of planning are you guys in now? Have you guys, uh, are you guys doing the nursery thing or like, have you guys even started planning anything or what?
1: So we, we took, we took a stroll through Bye Bye Baby and like Jen wants to start picking off furniture and like cribs and like rocking chairs and stuff like that. She started, she started working on her little Amazon, like little like registry thing but it's just like we—we're just asking everybody, like, "Hey, what kind of stuff do we need?" Because we—we're kind of like in the dark here. Like, we don't. This is our first kid. We're like, what do you? What kind of stuff do you recommend? So she's asking her sister-in-law, uh, for some advice, and she recommended some like pregnancy pillows, which are pretty cool. Um, those
0: are amazing. But, yeah, so, By the way, Deanna still loves to use hers even when she's not pregnant. Those those are incredible.
1: <laughs> yeah, I used it the other day. It is pretty pretty awesome. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no, it's kind of cool because Jen now she has her little community of girlfriends uh that are all pregnant and they're all like gonna be first-time moms from the gym. Um there's there's like a baby boom or something going on at the gym with the water or the air. <laughs> there's like six girls at the gym that are pregnant, and most of them are all gonna be first-time moms this year.
0: Dude, that's so that's really funny. So they're,
1: all, they're all sharing like doctors' visits and um They have their own little chat going on, sharing like their informative mom stuff.
0: Man, that's cool though. I mean, I think that a big part of this uh, first entryway into parenthood, having a community, and this is why I've a big part of why I've built the Dad Chronicle, and we have our Discord server and everything. Like building a community and having people to just kind of vent or bounce ideas off of or just chat with that are, you know, just supportive and open minded. It's so important, especially when you are experiencing something as daunting as becoming a parent? Like, what are you most nervous about?
1: Um, I I thought I was going to be more nervous about like not knowing like, Hey, where's this Ikea instructional book? Right. So (laughs) I was like, what, like, what, what do I do? Like, how do you do this? I think that that's what I was more nervous about. But uh, I think like the, the, the closer, like the, the due date is coming. I think I'm slowly becoming a little more ready. Like, you know, listening uh, to some like YouTube videos and like reading books. Jen bought tons of books, by the way. So good. I'm starting to read stuff and like read other people's like stories. I'm feeling a little more confident.
0: Good, good, and that's a big part of it, man. Just realizing that you're not alone in this world. And on that same note. Yeah. You know, if you're talking to another parent listening to this show who may be in a similar boat to you, perhaps they didn't expect to be having a child right now, um, an unexpected (laughs) pregnancy. And and here they are so many emotions, excitement, uh, perhaps some fear, trepidation, what sort of ways, uh, or, or what sort of suggestions would you have to somebody who may be in a similar boat to you?
1: I'd probably just tell them, just take it all in, take all these emotions. Right. And then, uh, Start doing research, like start like finding out, like you said, like uh, looking into like communities or like on YouTube, like what do other people do? You got to learn. This is all going to be a learning curve. So not to be afraid that it's th- that like, you know, you don't know what you're going to be getting yourself into. You just got to learn as you go. And honestly, just like growing up here, like you just have to pick up, pick up the, the bucket and just keep walking. You got to go with it.
0: Yeah, dude. It's gonna
1: happen regardless. <laughs>
0: you can't like let it paralyze you. Some, and it's by the way, it's okay to take a little bit of time to process. You have nine months to figure this out, yes. but Correct. it's not like you're dealt a hand that you are not able to deal with. I think at the end of the day, it's it is going to be a bit of a of a shift in perhaps culture at home. Uh, right. You know, a little bit of limited sleep, uh, not so much time for activities and other things like that Um, what are you guys most anticipating as far as uh, a shift to your all's schedule I know you guys are big gamers are you guys going to try to keep up the gaming and stuff while you guys have the kid
1: yes definitely we 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 do not intend to really modify like our social life and like our gaming life like like we want like we obviously want to give like priority to the baby um, but we do not want to like completely like change and like disappear from like all of our social like groups and like from our gaming and stuff. We still want to be us just with like this addition to the yeah. family.
0: Dude, that, that's how Deanna and I approached it. And some people are like, oh man, you have to make that that change. And I think there is certainly some merit to that. Like you do have a little less time for certain things. Yeah. But as long as... You know, like you bring your kid out with you when they're a newborn to a restaurant, like when you're there with friends, like I don't know. Yeah, you, you remember when Aria was first born and I brought her to that Korean barbecue restaurant and like That's right. You know, she she got used to a lot of that. That actually was really good, good. for her compared to That's people awesome. like, you know, like unfortunately just with COVID and stuff, we haven't been able to do as much of that with Jake, and it's so noticeable. Um, in his, you know, the way he responds socially and stuff, he just, he's a little overwhelmed sometimes and it's because he hasn't been able to be around a ton of people. It's just kind of the hand we were Uh, dealt. Right. So I, I totally love that you guys are doing that and I would encourage people to take that into consideration for sure.
1: Yeah. Cause change is already scary. Right. So it's just like, we want to change as little as possible, like during this transition of having, having this new person in our lives.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you have to have your own life um and, and you have to have the baby with you and uh, you, you have to make it all work together and it and it will. That's the thing. People overthink Good. it. It will work. It will work if you give it um if you give it the attention it needs certainly, but but also you you work to make it work. Um, <laughs> right on. Now, I want to talk I want to shift the conversation a little bit, you know, in these talks about fatherhood that I have with dads on this show, we always bring up father figures within the conversation to talk about ways that they have perhaps influenced the way that you would uh, approach fatherhood. Now, thinking about your example, you actually have, uh, let's say like three men in your life that you call dad at some point. Um, Correct. Why don't we just, let's go down the list of these men. And then I'd be interested in hearing your perspective of how they impacted your life. And then ultimately where the way that they approach parenting with you has impacted the way that you're thinking about approaching it with your daughter. So let's start out with your biological dad. Can you tell me about him?
1: Yeah. So there's, there's not really much that I, I know about my dad, uh, my biological father, um, so I, from what I remember, my mom telling me the stories, uh, they were together when I was born until I was about two. And then my mom moved out of state. And then that's when, like, you know, I kind of, I think my my stepdad who raised me is is my actual father because I never got to really meet my biological father until, uh, when was this? This was, like, 2018. So I was an adult, right? Um, I never heard from him, never heard... I uh, never knew him. I knew about him, I think, uh, growing up when I was like uh, 12 years old. I think one of my uncles bro- broke the news to me. And my mom was so mad at him. Um, but yeah, so basically my stepdad who raised me basically told my mom that my biological father, he's he wasn't... Uh, he wasn't he wasn't a very good role model let's just say to society he wasn't a good society member either gotcha so my step my stepdad was like you know what just forget about it you don't need the drama you don't need that guy does not need to be in any one of like you know it doesn't need to be in jonathan's life doesn't need to be in your life he's my son so my stepdad is the one that took me in he tried to adopt me but back in the day like i saw like i had like a a social security letter that he tried to adopt me and oh, change my cool. last name and all that um so yeah so he's really he's really the, the the guy that uh that that made me who i am today um unfortunately my biological dad passed uh, uh from cancer so i was able to uh, so on my bucket list i wanted to meet who who this man was that has been absent from my life right so I made a trip up to Connecticut. Uh, it was during one of the, the winter snowstorms. Like, he, he was released from jail because he he had, like, I don't know, a couple weeks to live. So, he was staying at my, uh, one of my aunt's house. And uh, I learned that day that I have uh, nine brothers and sisters through him. Oh, wow. Uh, so, yeah. A bunch of them reached out to me through uh, Facebook. So, we kind of keep in touch through Facebook. Um so it's kind of, it's kind of, it was kind of cool seeing how like similar, like, <laughs> so my, my, one of my stepbrothers uh, told me um, how envious he was of me because he's seen pictures of me and I looked like a twin to my biological father and he was not wrong.
0: <laughs> really,
1: <laughs> I was like a spitting image of just a younger version. I, you know what? Honestly, when uh, I was growing up, here's another quick little side, side track. Um, growing up, I we used to go spend time at my aunt's house in Connecticut and, um, one day my, I, I found a bunch of um, photo albums. I was going through one of them and it was like a bunch of like 70 or like eighties photos or something. And I remember seeing like myself in these photos and I was like, when the heck did I take a picture next to this car? And it was just a bunch of photos of, of my dad when, when they were dating with when he was dating my mom and like the pictures tricked me. Like I thought it was wow. me in the photos and I was trying to figure out when I took these photos. And then I realized it was my biological dad.
0: Oh my God man that's crazy, crazy. so so that you have crazy. and you have all those siblings that uh, yes. that's amazing so have you met them all or no?
1: I met uh, just one of my sisters um, uh, in person. Everybody else is just online uh, Some people don't want to be associated with the family and we're kind of all spread out. I think I have two brothers in somewhere in Florida uh there's two in connecticut and then there's a sister in connecticut and there's one other sister I forget her name in kentucky but she's the one that doesn't want to be associated with the family
0: gotcha that that's absolutely wild. but you did get to meet your father before he passed away then
1: i did i did my grandma from my dad's side uh she was so surprised that he was excited to see me he was looking forward to see me like he was bedridden for over a week at, at my aunt's house. And then when he heard that I, I was there, he got up and she was no like, oh way. my God, he's actually standing up on his two feet. He was so excited. It was, it was it was the greatest four hours of conversation with him. He was trying to get to know me and he was so proud of who I was and stuff like that. So it was kind of cool.
0: That's pretty amazing. I mean, how does that, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the other father figures in your life here in just a moment. But I mean, how, how did that make you feel at the time and and just kind of where you are now?
1: It, it was just it was just a really surreal and kind of awkward at the same time because all these people were strangers right but i was kind of trying to like open up to them and yeah they, they wanted to know who i was but i feel like i have this whole living room full of like strangers you know obviously it was like my dad my grandma my aunt and their kids so yeah they're all, all like interviewing me and i'm I'm, like, I'm just like telling them who i am what i've done and you know that i was in school and all that stuff and they were so proud but uh yeah it was just it was a really weird experience. Um, yeah, I don't know. Good. I still, like, even to this day, I still don't don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, it was like, really weird. It's, it's
0: a very, I could tell it's, I mean, it's so, it's such a, such an injury, because at the same time, it's family, right? Like, it's blood, yeah. but is it really family? Because then you have your, your stepdad, the man who raised you, that I'd like to talk about next. And, you know, they say blood isn't, you know, blood's thicker than water, but sometimes not. Right, so so yeah, tell us about absolutely. the man that really raised you that you called dad.
1: So he, so his name was Pedro. He unfortunately also passed um, in the early two thousands uh, of leukemia, but he was such a great person. He was always the glue to the family, not just in my personal home family, but like everywhere we went to anybody's house we went. He was like the life of the party, the life of the show. Everybody was like, oh my god, here's here's that. They used to call him Tio Peio. Um, but his name was Pedro. Um, but <laughs> everywhere we went, he was a popular guy. Um, yeah, he was a very kind-hearted guy. Um, yeah, so he's basically the one who molded me. He showed me, like, e- even when when he knew that he was getting ready to like get really sick, he was like, I was like, I think I was sixteen. He's like, here, sit down. This is how you write checks and like, wow. etc. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I'm getting emotional talking about it. That's okay. <laughs> but yeah. Take your time. But yeah, he he was the one like he he showed me like how to change oil and work on the cars and like I don't know, it's being social. He he really he really did did a lot for us.
0: Yeah. That's that's a great example of a man that no matter and I've had a lot of stepdads on this show that have had such tremendous impacts on their their sons. Um and you hear just the, the level of love. And, you know, sometimes people are like, yeah, but what about your biological dad? But no, the, it's, it's about the impact and the time and the, the sacrifices that you make for them. Um, and, and that just goes so far from what I can tell and in, in, in how you're speaking about him. And so he, he had passed away from, from leukemia. Um, and what was the year that he died?
1: Um, I believe it was 2003. 2003. It was the year I graduated from uh, from high school so it was it was kind of kind of he, he was such a fighter. He was diagnosed with leukemia I think it was like in 95 or 96. I think he went on like an extra like 10 years fighting this thing. Damn what a... even, though, even though he had like stage four leukemia, whatever it was he, he wow. fought.
0: Wow, what a strong man. And that's a, that's an incredible role model in itself. Like it, uh, what sort of ways do you approach, I mean, just being a man approaching, you know, life as a man with that in consideration. I mean, what do you think is the best lesson that he's taught you?
1: Man, there's so many, um, I think it's just basically like, like getting all your confidence, like all the confidence that I have like now. Because I was I was a very very shy in my shell, not very outgoing kind of person, and he always like pushed me to go out out of my comfort zone, go out and do this. You have to go do this. Even like driving, I was scared to drive, and like I was like 14, and he'll tell me, "Come on, let's go to this parking lot," just and he he kind of like guided me on how to drive, and he's like, "Just go slow, you know, do all this." So he always pushed me out of my comfort zone, and it's kind of helped me like. Go be be more outgoing. Break out of your shell.
0: So funny to hear that, by the way, about you just having. I mean, obviously, I haven't known you as long as he has. I I feel like <laughs> I've known you maybe for about five years now. Uh, yeah. But I think, like, I think about that, and I'm like, wow, really? That's Jr. No, okay. <laughs> uh, that that's very interesting. Let's also shift the conversation to your your mom's current husband. Uh, why don't you introduce us to him?
1: Yeah. So, so he's Tito. Tito, he's, he's awesome. He's like the best friend that you want to have. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's such a great guy. He, he, we always help each other out. We're more like friends than, than he is like my stepdad. And he actually told us that too, when he first started dating my mom, when he first proposed to her, he came to ask us, he's like, Hey, you know, I really love your mom and I'm not trying to be your stepdad. Um, you know, we could just be friends and blah, blah, blah. Some of, uh, some of us took it well. My youngest brother, Peter, did not take that too well. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's a really good guy. And so, so the only thing I told him, like my response when he asked us that, I was like, yeah, as long as you take care of my mom, you know, keep her, you know, make her happy. Then you got, you got my blessing or whatever. So, um, yeah, so he, so ever since then, he's been, he's been awesome. He's been an awesome provider for my mom because my mom was also like on disability and, uh, yeah, man, I, I've been seeing this guy like he, he's he been like having like his own businesses to having like rough times to like now he owns another business and he's being successful there. And he's he's uh he's a entrepreneur, <laughs> basically, but he likes to have fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I, th- I think Tito's more like a like like a best friend uh, type of person than a stepdad. You know he we always share stories and anytime that he's going through stuff like he he'll come ask me for advice and vice versa. Um
0: that's yeah. a good testament by the way, I think to acknowledging when you're marrying somebody who has children who are older, right? Like that are, you know, in, in most cases established adults and they kind of know what they're they're doing or or they are on that precipice of that. And you want to approach it with that context in mind that they've had basically, you know, a good portion of their life already lived. And yeah. uh, I, I think that that's a great way to approach it on both his front and your front, uh, especially being open. If he makes your mom happy, it's certainly I can't imagine it being easy to move on from somebody that you really loved and yeah. uh, and, and putting that also on your kids. So <laughs> yeah. so that's tough. Now, I want to uh Take the three men that you've talked about, that you've had really, uh, obviously, emotional, heartfelt um, memories of over the years. They've all affected you in some way as the perspective of a father. What do you see as far as the the qualities that you would take from those men and perhaps now shift it to the context of how you plan to raise your daughter?
1: Hmm, That's a great question. I mean, like, with my intentions, like, at taking taking all this, like, all this experiences from each one of of these men. You know, they have obviously had some impact on my life and made me who I am. But I, I, I'm I'm very like, uh, I don't know how to say it, like, I, I'm very like, I force my love. I'm I, I'm pretty much, I'm pretty much saying I'm going to be forcing my love onto this child, right? So, I don't I don't I don't know. It's kind of scary because like she's not here yet, so I don't know like what oh it's so scary i don't even know uh, terrifying uh, it's terrifying this, but you know what this, this approach
0: yeah you, you, but but what you just said is so important right like the fact that you're going to be present that you'll be there to to teach her and to raise her it, uh yeah absolutely and by the way what you said earlier about like the looking for that ikea uh manual manual <laughs> doesn't freaking exist man and it's scary <laughs> as hell but for some reason, yeah. love and instinct kicks in and voila, you, you were there. Yes. And then I think, I think that, you know, it's intention too, right? Like being intentional with your time with your kids is absolutely is important. Right.
1: Yeah. I'm just looking forward to all the like little life experiences, like from when she takes her first steps to like, like having like bedtime stories or like going on walks with the dogs or going to the parks. It's going to be fun.
0: It's gonna be so much yeah, fun. Yeah,
1: I'm looking forward. To, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think I'm more excited. And honestly, like this, it, it all feels more surreal now that we know that it's gonna be a gender. Because I feel like I'm starting to become attached to it. Because like at first, like yeah, Jen was pregnant. Like we we're having a baby. Okay, so like you know, I kind of took all that in, but I didn't have like an emotional attachment I hadn't developed yet. But now that I know it's gonna be a girl. Like it's becoming a little more surreal, like, oh wow, we're gonna have a girl. Now we now we, we have a name, like you know, planning a, a name for it. And it's just like, oh my goodness, this is all like my emotions are starting to like form inside of me that I didn't yeah. know I, I had
0: isn't it the best um and, and by the way double triple check to make sure it's a girl because that's what we thought about jake and then all of a sudden <laughs> you know he is a boy that's right uh was, you
1: guys had the plot twist yeah
0: it was a little <laughs> bit weird um and you know like when that first uh, ultrasound kicked in we were like ah, is that is that the the, the girl bits kind of doesn't look like girl bits but whatever and then all of a sudden we oh. did the You know that second sonogram later on down the line, no, very clearly a boy. (laughs) Oh man! But you guys did the blood test, right? So that's pretty definitive.
1: Yeah. So we did the genetics and the blood test, so they were able to tell us pretty early on what the gender was based off of the blood, the blood work. Yeah. Um, I think. I think. So we go in two weeks to do the twenty week appointment, and I think they're able to see like the genetics or or the you know the lady bits or whatever on the pictures.
0: Hamburger so or I hot think, dog is basically. Yeah, exactly,
1: what said. exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I think they're gonna let me be present for that. Um, oh, good. Oh, so that'll be that'll be a nice
0: visit, dude. I wasn't able to do any of that with Jake. It was so sad. I got to do it with Aria, and it was the best. But yeah, if you if you can do that with with your daughter, God, that'd be so great. COVID's yeah. tough, man. I mean, like, and you know, thinking about COVID, how are you approaching the pregnancy? With all this in mind, are you guys being extra super careful or like what's your approach? Yeah, so
1: yes, I feel like I've been like uh like a papa bear being overprotective with the mama <laughs> bear Cup. Like cuz we found out Thanksgiving, we were supposed to have a Friendsgiving like the week after Thanksgiving and we like and we were just kind of like scared and nervous. We are like, "You know what? We should just like cancel." uh friends giving here at our house just because like you know we, we didn't want to like start inviting people over like we had some friends coming from west virginia like it was gonna be a small group uh, It was gonna be like maybe it was like 10 people i think max um but still like we don't know where they've been associated with and then now yeah. that now that jen was that we just found out she was pregnant i do not did not want her getting any kind of sicknesses so i was, we were just like all right let's cancel this um but yeah we are still being like uh you know, pretty careful of, of where we go, uh, but we hang out with the same crew, like at the gym, and then, uh, sometimes we go over to their house. And they're also the same way. They're very like overly protective. They don't even go grocery shopping. They go to the gym, and then they order the groceries and they go back in the house.
0: Yeah, right? yeah. So,
1: so they're they're kind of the same way. They're you very bubble,
0: like, right? On
1: high alert. Right, right. So yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm the same exact way. Like I'm kind of like overprotective of. Of the family now,
0: <laughs> yeah, man, your family—that's right—and that's that's just the way we were, man. It's, it's, find your bubble and try to stick to it. We just got to ride this out a little bit longer, right? And, almost, and almost. the most important thing is making sure that we're there and our loved ones are there to meet the baby when uh, when the baby comes. So,
1: yeah, absolutely, beautiful, man. Yeah, and, and that, now this this other thing is like the whole vaccine thing. Is like, do we do we get the vaccine like for Jen? But even though the CDC says it's not, they don't have any evidence that it. it, it has any defect like they don't have enough information for pregnant women right. it's at their own discretion do, do we want her to be a guinea pig or do we just wait till the baby's born and then she gets it yeah, i don't know it's that's a good
0: question i mean because uh, shoot <laughs> i don't even know when we're freaking getting it and and even if it's like you guys are due in august right
1: yes yes yeah like
0: at that point maybe it, you guys would be due anyway to get it but i don't yeah that's a <laughs> that's a tricky question man but uh, yeah it really we, is we'll pull through it i know we will i know we will yeah Oh, yeah. Um, so if you want to check out anything that Jonathan does, head over to my Twitch channel, and that's usually where you'll find Jonathan, uh, a.k.a. Loud Roar. Loud Roar. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> by the way, we got to get some more phasmophobia in, but maybe not have Jen on because of the pregnancy, whole that whole thing. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm definitely down for that. Yeah. yeah. She wants me to get uh, get on, uh, on WoW. She says uh, I owe her.
0: Oh, yeah. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> Because we got
1: her to play, but I haven't been on. That's (laughs) right. I haven't kept up my end of the bargain.
0: (laughs) We'll make that happen. Well, again, our guest has been Jonathan Rosado, a.k.a. Loud Roar in the community. Thank you again for being here and sharing your story, my man.
1: Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it.
0: Big thanks to JR for sharing his story, one that was really emotionally driven, and I appreciated him getting so vulnerable when he was talking about his stepfather. It shows what a great impact that stepdads can have. On the relationships with their stepchildren. And also, just hearing how he's going to be so present with his daughter it makes me really, really happy. So, I can't wait to meet the little baby Rosato when she joins us here. If you enjoyed today's episode and you want to find a way to support the show, consider becoming a patron. Head over to supportadad.com, find a patron level that works for you, even $1 a month helps tremendously big thanks to all the patrons who are supporting everything that we do over here at the dad chronicle and more and if you'd like to write in you can email the dad chronicle podcast at gmail.com thanks for listening remember be good to yourself and be good to others take care if you like this show check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com